Rich Hill is awesome. Jock Peterson might be awesome. Plus, let's fire up the worryometer next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, May 26th. I am Frank Stample, joined by Scott White. And Rich Hill may have just had his best start of his career. Eight innings, two runs, 13 strikeouts to zero walks, going up against the Kansas City Royals. He's 75% rostered. Scott, that number needs to be 100%. Yeah, I think pretty close. Yeah, anywhere he's still available, probably should pick him up. He might be even more available in some non-CBS sports leagues out there. It, yeah, this it, it was a career high for strikeouts, the 13. It was a career high for swinging strikes, 27 of those, 27. And uh, even as good as he's been at striking out hitters over the years, n- n- not usually with swinging strikes. So that was very impressive to see for him. And it's been an impressive six-start stretch. Uh, actually, the two earned runs in the eight innings in this start brought his ERA up during that six-start stretch. It's now 126 with a .79 whip, 11.1 K per nine. And five of those six starts have gone six innings or more. So Rich Hill at 41 is living his best life and uh, clearly a good enough track record there that buy in. How about Jock Peterson? He had a double dong on Tuesday. He's batting 369 in 17 games since returning from the IL. He's 35% rostered. Scott, is Jock Peterson a must-add outfielder? I want to quite go there. Must-add in like a five outfielder league, I would say. He was due to get hot. And uh, his batting average has been going up. He's hitting 375 in May. It had been a lot of singles. These home runs were only a second and third for the month, but sometimes that's that's how it goes. You get you start getting some of those batted balls to fall in, and then the power follows. That's kind of how what happened with Austin Riley, right? Who was then the hottest hitter in baseball last week. So Peterson's not going to start against every left-handed pitcher, and when he does, he's probably not going to do well. That limits his upside, but he has a lot of power, and uh, I think he's back to being usable. Let's fire up the worryometer on a Wednesday here, and we'll start with A. Eugenio Suarez, who did hit his 10th home run on Tuesday, but added three more strikeouts. He's batting 150 with a 34% strikeout rate. Scott, worryometer on Suarez. It's like a seven, probably. I'm pretty worried. Just how long can you keep hitting 150? He has two hits in his last seven games, so doesn't seem like he's on the right track. Now, both of those hits were home runs. It's it's not like he's forgotten how to hit those. And it wouldn't surprise me if he suddenly turned things around. But he had contact issues during the short season last year too. And they just they just seem to be getting worse. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm kind of down on Suarez. Matt Chapman was given the day off on Tuesday, but he is betting 211 with a 676 OPS. He had hip surgery in the offseason, and that's something that might be affecting him this early in the season, Scott. So your worryometer on Matt Chapman. Yeah, maybe like uh, maybe like a six. It's you know, considering that was I think it was a torn labrum he had repaired in the hip, right? That's pretty serious surgery. And I'm mostly worried about the power production. It does seem like that's down, but the the lack of contact has been surprising. I don't know. I don't know who I'm more confident in between Suarez or Chapman. That's a close call. Uh, but I'm I'm starting to get concerned about both, for sure. Let's end things here with Jack Flaherty, who was at the White Sox on Tuesday. He allowed seven runs. Only three of those were earned. He's got a 2.84 ERA on the season, but the underlying numbers, Scott, not nearly as good. 
4.09 XFIP, 4.12 expected ERA. What is your worryometer on Jack Flaherty? Should we be looking to sell high on him right now? No, I would not. I My worryometer on Jack Flaherty is about a zero. I was worried in April because the whiffs were down, the strikeouts were down, the velocity was down. He he didn't look right to me, but that that's mostly corrected over his past few starts. His swinging strike rate for his first four May starts, uh, I don't have the latest with this. Obviously, this last start wasn't very good, so maybe it's brought it back down, but for his first four May starts, his swinging strike rate was about what we're used to seeing from Jack Flaherty. His ERA was 180. His whip was below one. He really seemed like he had gotten back on track. The velocity was back. It, it all seemed fine. So there may be a lingering effect from that that April where things seemed a little off, and that may be impacting his overall XFIP and, and whatever else. But I, I think Jack Flaherty's fine. We had a bunch of news on Tuesday as well. Bryce Harper was finally placed on the I.O. with a left forearm contusion. Adalberto Montesi made his season debut for the Royals. He went two for four with two doubles. Jacob deGrom returned from the I.L. He struck out nine over five innings against the Rockies. Uh, Corey Kluber left his start. This is one start after his no-hitter. He left with right shoulder tightness. He's going for an MRI. And baseball players always get hurt in the weirdest ways. This time, Zach Plesak, aggressively taking his shirt off, fractured his thumb. So do with that what you will. But Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it sucks. It sucks for fantasy. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.